Hey, everybody. Good morning. And on the show today, I have John Wiley. John Wiley has a new band. He's formerly of the band Melodyne, but he has a new band called John Wiley and his Virginia Choir. They have a new album out on February 25th, and they have a CD release or album release show at Jam and Java the same night. So if you're down in Virginia, if you're down near the D.C., the Vienna area, go get a ticket for John's new album release show. It's going to be great. You can find tickets and any information that you need for John at johntylerwiley.com. And uh, yeah, go check it out. John and I have known each other for quite some time. We played together with with Stephen Kellogg on the road. We actually traveled over to the Middle East together where we played for the troops on the 4th of July, which was pretty incredible in Bahrain and also in um, uh, in Rota, Spain. Pretty incredible um, thing <clears throat> that we actually, oddly enough, didn't talk about <laughs> in this whole podcast. But before we get to it, as always, you can email me at afterthegigpod at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash after the gig. If you don't know, my wife and I, Genevieve and I, we have been doing a live version of after the gig and it's for patrons only. So if you want to sign up, if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's really, really fun. We have a great time. It's live. It's a live stream. You can, you can participate along in the chat. It's a really, really great time. You can go to patreon.com slash after the gig and click any tier level that'll get you in there. And that podcast is happening this Sunday, the 27th of February. Um, anyway, without further ado, this is my episode with Mr. John Tyler Wiley. Dude, what do I have to complain about? <laughs> I just like to tell. I just like to tell a story right off the bat that that you know is super shitty for me to make makes everybody feel better about their own situation. Yeah, it, that's that's very kind of you. Yeah, it's no dis, it's disarming to the other person. <laughs> exactly. That, it's like I can uh, say anything now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of you know it's it's been a winter. It's been a slow month during a covid variant you know well, so you've been touring it's, it's, you, you've been touring you've been opening um for yeah. red wanting blue and doing some stuff yeah we were able to uh we you know we were going to do it was just going to be a long rock and roll weekend with those boys mm-hmm. and we were able to make three of the five shows happen so it's you know i'll take that <laughs> um, yeah because that's that, just that's the landscape someone got covid or there was a, a covid scare and you you guys just bowed out because you, someone was exposed or something like that so our drummer had covid over a week a little over a week prior right. and we were you know m- monitoring him and we obviously like we were exposed to him over a week you know r- or longer than a, than a week um, uh, before the shows so he gets covid and we're like well stay healthy be all right you know hopefully you're symptom free and then in a week that's kind of the seat the whole thing was what this the cd saying is if you don't get have a you know a fever too intense symptoms in what five, five days they five say days now, yeah. yeah so now you you can it's should be okay to go back to work um he woke up the day of the show and was feeling okay-ish, still stuffy, and we kind of said, "Just go get, uh, just go get a rapid test to be sure, just for peace of mind." And he was still positive, mm-hmm. and he and our bass player, uh, they are married, so that took two people out with one swing. Um, and after discussing it with you know different people of the tour, we just you know they. Uh, we were asked to get a PCR test, like everybody that had seen him, um, just to be sure. Because, you know, everyone has to, especially like we're not touring, touring. You know, we like we, right. we do these rock and roll weekends. I, I want to honor the the um, the uh, requests of people, that, you know, I if, like those dudes that were on the road with Red Wanting Blue. If any of them got COVID, they would have been 
you know, that's two weeks that that they would have been screwed. Yeah, so, um, shut down probably their biggest touring moment. Of, yeah, of the next few months, you know. Yeah. So, um, but we got a PCR test, and then Eddie and I were deemed okay by that. Thomas, our keys player, is um, he, Thomas. Uh, Thomas ends up getting a negative test which is great you know and then he shows up to work the next day um he's a teacher and a school admin and he realizes or he gets told that he was exposed at work oh, so geez. so that the test he took the night before was null and void he had to get another test um so it's we just ended up doing everything as a duo which is fine we were able to get the music out there it's a little it was a it was a little funny because we just you know I just released uh, this song that I had made before the band existed, which is probably the most like raucous like, rock and roll thing I've ever done. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm thrown into a situation where it's acoustic guitar and fiddle, <laughs> where it, <laughs> it doesn't really lend itself to um, uh, some of the more aggressive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't super translate no um yeah. but you know it's like, it's nice to be able it's nice to be able to have have the option and uh the flexibility yeah. to be able to do the duo yeah. thing when the band you know isn't around it, after you know it's something i talked with uh scott and eric um of red running blue a lot about is just this is the the season of the pivot. I mean, granted, this season has been a two-year season, but sure. it, just is, it is what it is. You have to learn to uh, to hit that breaking ball right now. Um, oh, dude, that's such a good, yeah, it's a great metaphor. But I'm, uh, you know, it's we're all we're all right, um, and yeah, I've just been at home doing the other gigs you know and yeah. um uh and getting ready for just getting ready to put this record out that which is which is just it's been a really weird like um mental hurdle to get over because i've you know I, this record at i started this record in 2018 mm -hmm. and i finished it on like January, I turned it in to be mixed on January 1st of 2020. And then all everything that happened in 2020 ended up delaying that so much that by the time it got the like the mix even got started, we had already recorded new material as a five piece, you know, because the okay. whole thing is because I made a I made this record by myself before the band existed. So I did okay. I did everything i did i just did it right here on my computer um but completely by myself and then the band kind of came organically around it um so it, but it's been this really funny um yeah it's just it's just been bizarre because i've been holding on to this thing talking about it for close to four years and now it's actually time to get it into the world <laughs> And it almost makes you like more and more hesitant because it's just, you know, there's all this buildup. Yeah. It's I like, mean, is the world, is the world telling me not to do this? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I started, yeah. I started making a record and it all went to hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe, yeah, maybe I need to bury this in the backyard and, <laughs> and set the property on fire. I are, you gonna, are you going to blend, uh, those two worlds like the the record that you made before the band and then the stuff with the band or or is that going to be two separate kinds of things it's no it i mean it's already blended you know it's all like, it's all one thing yeah you know it's gotcha. uh we've tried my, like i hope this doesn't sell sound self-aggrandizing but my go model it. no well that's my <laughs> model in my head was that you have like artists like Springsteen or Petty that well, they'll have records that they do. That's Springsteen and Petty. And then they have Springsteen and the E Street Band, Petty and the Heartbreakers. Like it's there's right. and then when you go and see them, you get everything. Right. right the yeah. the only the difference being well, the two differences being that 
they're them and that's <laughs> fantastic and the jury's out on me <laughs> but i'm uh i've made that record i mean i wanted to do that just to see if i could to make a record by myself and yeah try the prince thing you know um but then when the band formed i was i kind of slowly realized like i never want to do that again because yeah like kind of having my hand on the wheel of this is way cooler than like and even hearing what the band does to this music that i had made it's it like i kind of i oh I, most of the time i prefer what we come up with ourselves so yeah, you yeah know. it's hard it's hard it's like you always you know you play music for so long and and you have all these ideas running through your head you're like oh well i can just do this myself and yeah. and, and all that and then you know a group of people come along and and start adding their own thing to it and you're like oh this kind of brings this is bringing this to life a little bit more than i thought it could you know yeah uh, so that's cool that's really it's, cool it it's been just the whole experience outside of you know the the world climate that we're in uh, and having to adjust on the fly to an ever-changing everything uh mm -hmm that's it's been such a such a fun trip and that but then you just you know we get thrown into the world and that makes it still interesting but right. <laughs> but but it's it, it changes the experience a bit how much have you been able to you know i guess since 2020 so when when did the virginia choir when did that become a thing when did you start going out and playing uh doing your own thing the first show show you know, was um, like the first ticketed events, the first like, you know, this is who we are. We are playing um, at this venue in this town was March 7th. Can I guess 20. the venue? Because oh. I think I remember this. Oh, if you do, I'm going to be so impressed because it's it, not like a venue venue. But OK, I thought it was I, I thought it was Jam and Java because I know that. But that was the like second thing we ever did. So OK, hat, I hats I off. That. Yeah. yeah. I remember that because I mean I've been I've been following you after after uh, Melodyne and and just like you know just to see what you what you do because I think it's so interesting when someone breaks off from something that they've been a part of for a long time and then just see how they handle doing their own thing because it's always different you know sometimes yes. it's really <laughs> great and sometimes it's like oh man this is this is a lot different and I'm I'm not sure if I like this yeah. Um, you know, and this is me talking as you, <laughs> but, um, but it's, uh, I thought, I remember when you guys played Jam and Java, I thought it was like, oh man, like he's in there, he has his songs, he has his own thing and he's playing like real venues, you know, he's like really, he's really going after it. And I was like, I had a, you know, proud friend moment. I was really, oh, I was thanks. really happy for you. Oh, we, the first, well, thank you really. Um, the first show it was what I say, like venue, venue, or like what I say, it's not a venue, venue. The first show, it was at a place called the Colonial Tavern. Oh, here, yeah. Here in Fredericksburg. And, you know, I love the tavern. That was like my bar for yeah. years, you know, back 2019 and prior when more people like went to bars. <laughs> before, before the revolution of drinking at home. And, <laughs> yeah like it was that was our it was our first like ticketed event that we promoted and we put our name on it before that as i was writing the material for this you know thing that's coming out everything really happened slowly and organically like slowly and organically like the first people i called were the rhythm section joanna and piper mm -hmm. and we would rehearse the three of us and we would there go to different breweries in the area and that started probably in like late 2018 early 2019 and we would just play as a three-piece and then after that it was like you know I'm, i think we need to thicken it up a little bit i know a keys player can we bring in some keys yeah. and then we would do these little brewery shows once again like we made up a name every time you know it wasn't like you know i think it was 
me and friends, <laughs> you know, that kind of vibe. Right. And then Eddie, the uh, fiddle player that you've met, um, we played one show um, when I when I told him, it's like, you know what? Learn these couple songs. If you're cool, I'll buy you a couple drinks for it. Um, and if you're off, let's just, you know, come down and pick a little bit. And the second all five of us were on stage with like, you know, this purpose and direction, everything made sense. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing about it is I've played with all of these people a lot of times um, in this unit or something similar, like maybe, you know, you know, Joetta Piper and Eddie without Thomas, the piano player, we've been playing together for 10 years, but oh, really? it was, but it was never, there was no intentionality other than it was like, we would all tour with different people and it would be, Hey, you're going to be in town on this day. You're going to be in town on the same day. Let's book a brewery gig. Um, and just, you know, here's a song list. We're not rehearsing. Let's just, you, you know, let's, let's go have some fun, hang out, and hopefully we can pay our, you know, our water bill at the end of the <laughs> night. Like, you know, it was always super low stress or an even, even there were times when we were much younger, we would busk on Sunday afternoons in oh, downtown cool. Fredericksburg. And then whatever we made, we would just go get lunch. So these like, the rapport, the chemistry was already there because it had been building and being developed, you know, albeit on accident. Um, and then, but there, there was just never any thought of like marketing it or doing anything like intentional with it. It was always just shoot from the hip, have fun and improv. Until? Until... I just, you know, like when I, when I started making this record, it just, it made sense. Like, yeah, of course, let's make the, let's make the music that I want to make with the people I want to make it with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, it's, you can tell, I listened through to, uh, to the tunes you sent me and, and it's cool. There's like a really cool contrast, like in, um, in wannabe, it's like it's like two different songs in one song <laughs> and then, but it, in the, in a, in a good way, like it sounds, it's Thanks. awesome. It like rocks really hard <laughs> and then has it, these other moments that it's definitely the most aggressive thing, not just even on the record, but that we've ever like done, you know, there's a, to me, there's a clear, like we have a foot in the pool of Americana music a mm. lot of the time. Um, but for whatever reason, that song, I just ended up like, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it is our favorite because it's so bizarre. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's like, I definitely try to, you know, write from a storytelling perspective. Mm -hmm. And then that's the one song that like, it just, I kind of just tried to freeform it and, um it's really vague and it's not really like <laughs> about anything like it, uh, it you know the it's a yeah it's a weird so it's one it's like all my songs <laughs> but i mean <laughs> you know like that's that there there was a great line in the um uh in the beatles get back uh documentary where like I'm trying to remember the song it was, but um, John Lennon suggests a lyric change and Paul McCartney said, what does that even mean? And John Lennon just says, ah, it's psychedelic. <laughs> and he just kind of shrugged <laughs> and just, you know, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that sometimes creating that way, I, sometimes, that's, sometimes that's the fun of it. And you never know when you're going to like, look back on something months later, years later and see the meaning that was hidden. Like, you know, yeah. see, see yourself, what you were writing about. Yeah. So I like in that documentary, how, uh, how they would come up with just, you know, 
just words to the to the melody, whatever they were doing when they were writing, and then they would have like the guy come over and write it down for them. That was I was like, that's that's bougie right there. Yeah, <laughs> like they have their their writer downer guy and uh, their get my their, be, get their my pen tech. Guy. Yeah, their pen tech. Yeah. <laughs> a little road case for the uh, for the pen. Yeah, tech, a nice fountain. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, and, but like like you were saying, these um. You know, you can't limit yourself. You have to just allow yourself to let it go, and then you then you put your editing hat on later and kind of figure it all out. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And even like now, sorry, I'll get closer to the mic and get. Right. I'm getting too relaxed. Uh, <laughs> now I'll go back, and if I listen to that song, like, and you know, I'm building in the context of um you know of where i was when i was writing it because that was the last song written for the record and i had already turned it in um and then when it, the record got delayed i was able to sneak another one onto it um so, but it was written during um the first like three weeks of uh of covid yeah. um where everyone is you know I think the entire world is just in their home inside uh, and afraid <laughs> watching the news, freaking the heck out. Yeah. Uh, and I, for the first few days, like I didn't play music. I just, I binge watched the lethal weapon movies. I just, <laughs> I just wanted any distraction, you know, like, like, please just get me, get me the stupidest thing that I could see. Dude, like, I watched the whole Born collection. You're, there you go. I, it's so funny how, how we both went to the same place. During the yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I got to do anything because we were on, we were on tour and then like every show and then you weren't, <laughs> and then you weren't. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was like that one week, March 12th or something when everything got shut down, we were every yeah. show that we play more news would come out, more news would come out. And then we were like, oh, is this good? These last shows going to happen. And our last show was in New Hampshire. And, uh, like a third of the people showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like people were just like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're, we're out. And, uh, and then I went home and, and this was before, right before our son was born. I was like, man, I just need to distract myself. So I did the same thing. I yeah. just binge watched all the Bourne movies. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. What media, mediocre action movies. And, um, and I, I also, I watched, um, Austin city limits too. I would oh, just nice. like, yeah. Which was funny to me. I wouldn't play music, but I would watch music, <laughs> but, um, it's like, this is in time for ingestion. <laughs> you know yeah yeah um but like now i see this time that that what that the um uh that song was born and i'm and i'm you know of course it's weird number one because i didn't see the sun for five days but i and i saw more of mel gibson than i ever thought i would <laughs> You're gonna but you're not, gonna end up weird if you're watching a lot of Mel Gibson or if you're without without, without with no sun. sunlight <laughs> with the curtains drawn just this like Mel. strange this strange mad scientist stuck in 1987. Um, those are great but, um, movies. I love no, those movies. Me too. No, me too. Who like, doesn't? Who doesn't like Lead the Weapon? Because you know, as long as you know, we're self-aware. We know that they're ridiculous. We know that fighting Gary Busey Are with they? the sprinklers. Oh my God, that's mean, man. It's just oh, you want a <laughs> shot at the title? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. You lose, and, and all, and just all the strange wonderful bugs bunny references throughout the entire like franchise it's just so <laughs> it's so great i was like wait what is this? and then i'm remembering yeah yeah oh, it's just yeah, there's always a looney tunes reference um so funny uh, and then mixed with the the patented mel gibson i'm crazy face the like yeah. the wide-eyed the like yeah <laughs> is he gonna kill himself uh, is he not going to kill himself? What's he going to do? That was my first couple, first several days. Um, and then the first song I wrote after that was, you know, I look back at it now. And as like 
as elementary and kind of boneheaded as the words can be, I see this theme of like the, the person that wrote this at this time wanted to be doing anything else, mm-hmm. wanted to be anywhere else, wanted just wanted to be doing something and was trapped. And I'm like, oh, right. that makes this make sense. Right. But, yeah. You know, well, that, that people forget about that. And it hit people in a different in all kinds of different ways and at different times, like that feeling of being trapped, like, oh man, I can't get out of this. There's nothing. I'm, it's out of completely out of my control. Yeah. And that, that was one thing that, um, I lasted a long time for like being okay during the pandemic. And then, and then when things would open up and then the constant threat of yeah. things getting canceled and everyone's differing opinions and, and, all different information and there was, you know, no clear, nothing was clear. So that made it really difficult, uh, for me. And it just all boiled up. And plus having a toddler running around screaming, going crazy. It was just like, Oh my God, what are we doing? (laughs) So those few times that we got on the road were, were the, um, you know, that that's kind of where, where I would recharge. Yeah. Usually it's the opposite way around. It's, it's, you go home and you recharge. Isn't, isn't that interesting? It that's is interesting. so. It's very yeah, interesting. that's like, wow. Yeah, I'm never. Hilariously enough, I've never really like thought about that. Where where it's like, where, yeah, how how in the olden days, yeah, you come home to like you come home to recharge, and now this you know because the road has essentially been taken from us so much of the time right that's where like you get to go out and like take your breath like oh i get to do what i do again well the more the there's there's artists that are really really good at this um that know how important the audience and the sense of community that they're a part of is and if you're out on the road so much and i and i'm so guilty of this um you go out and you forget that you're about to play music for people that want you that that are happy to see you and you're just like oh i gotta play this show i'm tired we gotta do this drive we gotta do this thing and then people around you start to annoy you after a little while and then and then you're like i just need to go home and then and and your mind couldn't be any further from the music and what you're actually doing. Yes. So I think the beneficial thing to the pandemic was that it flipped everything. It's like, oh, yeah. it focusing. Yeah, us. it's like, yeah. of course, I can play music at home and enjoy myself playing and, and whatever. But what you're really missing and what you're really doing out there and maybe like ego takes over after a while when you're out on the road. But yeah what you're really doing is is creating like a communal experience with other people like you realize how important having being around and being with other people yeah is you know the funny thing about just the timing of everything was that year it was that was supposed to be the year of the of the new band and yeah. so we knew we weren't going to be like you know on the road like to a level of you know like doing hundreds of shows a year our whole thing has been you know we're older we're starting this new thing let's you know try to book things that really matter and like i don't want to go to poughkeepsie and play for like 12 people you know like that's like so we we knew it was going to be a lot of that and i was coming off of being on the road with melodyme my old band um and so and we traveled a lot like we were we road dogged it (laughs) we were we were always gone um so i was you know i was resetting my mindset of you know like all right i'm gonna have to adjust to this you know mentality of you know really working hard on weekends and you know like traveling on weekends um and then i just it just forced me to adjust more to not traveling ever <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to lethal weapon <laughs> all comes back around um it all, it all comes it it all comes back to lethal weapon with those with those great 
the the Eric Clapton noodling soundtrack. That's just <laughs> that's him. That's him. Eric Clapton is on the credits. All those. That's yeah. They just, I don't know if they just had him in a room watching the movie playing the blues. So Eric, this is what we want you to do. You know, that sound. (laughs) Like think less cream and more. Now think, you know, (laughs) leave the fuzz pedal at home for this one. Um, he came in for one day. It was just all day of a director saying, yeah, more of that, more of that, more of that. Came in for a day and just practiced. Basically. <laughs> and yes. then cut, print, add saxophone, we're done. Yeah, we need a bunch of three-second licks. <laughs> I've talked more about Lethal Weapon. <laughs> so I'd like, you to, I'd like you to expound a little bit more on Lethal Weapon. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think about Joe Pesci? Uh, um, and actually, I'm... Yeah, I was going to go ahead on the record and say the most underrated moment of the franchise is the introduction of Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock. Yeah, not Joe. I mean, Joe Pesci's great, but there are some great. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, (laughs) there are some great, um, (laughs) um, great, uh, late 90s centric one-liners in lethal weapon 4 that just get ignored and i just want the world to be more aware of their existence like mm-hmm. this is great stuff and you get johnny cochran i'll kill you I'll i kill just you. <laughs> I, oh it's great you have the right to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> if you need a lawyer we'll get you the dumbest motherfucker <laughs> on earth <laughs> that that was the lethal weapon 4 was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. That's incredible. That was that was that, it was a good one. I, I love the I love the bit uh, where Chris Rock is in the police station, and I I think it, this might be the first scene that he's in uh, where he's he's doing doing the the thing about the rotary phone. You have first you got to go five. Oh shit, I messed up. Got to go back. You know he's he's doing the whole rotary phone thing. It's hilarious. I'm I'm gonna go back and watch these movies again now. This you is have like, to. Lethal Weapon yeah. Four is pretty is pretty uh pretty it, great. Yeah, like all coming to this. <laughs> this climactic moment of Jet Li fighting with a metal rod going through him and missing every vital organ miraculously, yeah, and still just having a full on like being fight scene lift, being lifted up like that. Like, come on, <sighs> oh, it was, like, it was pretty it intense. Just, that that scene oh, was yeah. really intense. You thought you thought that uh, that Mel was gonna die because they got in the water and then some. Uh, I forget who started shooting the gun into the his, water. His his name is Riggs, sir. Riggs. Oh, Wait, hold. Well, hold on a second, though. Hold Riggs. on. Riggs. Riggs. And what was Danny Glover's name? Um, Murtaugh. Murtaugh. There we go. All right. He's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> now for the most incredible segue ever. Uh, you have. I can't wait. You do have a show, a farewell show, still on the on the books that has been re- rescheduled with Melodyne four four four, four rescheduled. Um, that now, will, is that is, like I don't know. We don't have to get into how Melodyne yeah. ended or or whatever. No, it's I mean, there's nothing. It's not like a dramatic, beefy thing. It was just like. You know, you're driving a vehicle and the and it runs out of gas. Okay, that's you know, it was there is nothing like yeah, it's not like uh, we got like Brad and I got in a fist fight. I you know yeah, it's nothing you guys, crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys are all friends and stuff. Yeah, it was just it. You know, it came to a moment where it was just like we're done. Time, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so is that, is that going to be like, I, that, well, knowing that, that I imagine yeah. it's going to be pretty fun to, to go back and play, play the farewell show. We had our first rehearsal two weeks ago Okay, and, um, I've still, you know, like I've, I've seen Brad a lot more cause our, our respective new projects have done stuff together, but mm-hmm. I hadn't seen sam or tyler since 
the last Melodyne show. I mean, we talked and texted, but like I hadn't seen anybody. So just getting the four of us in the room together for the first time in literally two years after we spent eight years um, on the road where I, I would see them more than I saw my family. Right. Um, it was like, it, it, it was a trip, but it was great because it was like, you know, it was literally like you, we just, we showed up at the same rehearsal space. Everybody set up at the same spot and, you know, Ty and I started talking about football um and sam and i started we talked something about he he had just gotten um back he had recently done a trip to disney world so i was asking about the trip and it was just like the same conversations we would have been having you know like you you know like just just a couple years ago like we didn't really talk about covid we didn't talk about anything it was just hey how are you and when we started the music the big thing was, you know, we hadn't played these songs in two years. So I was nervous about what would be forgotten because oh, right. I expected everything to be forgotten. And it really, it was, yeah, it, it, it felt good. It, it just, it felt like I was accessing a part of my memory that like the door had been closed and then kicked open and everything was still right where we left it you know I, it awesome. was so yeah and it was i mean there's like i i will regularly play with cover bands um mm-hmm. for for a living you know like when i'm not on the road playing you know other music and this band that i had not played with in two years sounded tighter than like certain cover bands that i'll like you know or uh, then i'll play with on a far more regular basis in the area and it was it felt so good and by by the end of the night it was just it be you know once the dust and rust was truly shook off like i'd look up and i'd see brad moving and dancing like the way he would and like in into you know or in a room where it was just the four of us so it felt really good and i think the funniest part of it was we were all saying all right we got to do like a picture or something for our social media so so you know so we can remind people that this show is happening (laughs) and we had such a good time um brad uh we just forgot to and brad and i were talking in the parking lot afterwards i'm like oh Gosh darn it, we never we never did that. <laughs> like it just we were so in the moment of uh, you know learning to you know play together again. Well, I can't even say learning to play together again because we you know we didn't forget. <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah eight, like eight years of just like passion and going for it. You know, I'm not surprised that yeah. you guys are still tight. In retrospect, I shouldn't I you know, I shouldn't have been Maybe it wasn't surprise. It was relief, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. you know, it, it was more of just like yeah. this could go one of two ways. Uh, um, and I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. it, do you see uh, do you see this maybe not being a farewell show? Maybe maybe something happens down the road since since it felt like that. You know, sometimes time apart makes the heart grow fonder and maybe there's a new energy or. Or whatever, you know. I honestly I don't know about that just because I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. So I'm so I'm not going to. But I'm uh but I I I think that everybody individually is doing what they want to be doing individually Mm -hmm. right now, you know? Like um if there ever came a moment like you know i certainly wouldn't be opposed to like every few years let's shake the dust off and like do it shake but right off get out back on the rock boat well yeah what are you sure but right now i'm just i it's just it's nice just being friends with those guys yeah. and like you know and we can each do our respective own thing and yeah no i know. get it man i was i was in a band for 
long a long time in when I was in Boston and it was like you know it was hard it didn't it didn't end as cleanly as that but it was um it was uh you know after after a, a period of time and everyone was doing their own things and like listening back to recordings and stuff then it's like it yeah. brings back it's like oh man like we had it good we I missed that and whatever petty things I was hanging on to you know I I let go not that you have that same experience but it's just like well in that in I, that certain situation I am glad that it was able to be a clean break because I've I've been in other situations where it wasn't and I've been and I've heard so, you know so many stories like that where it it got you know maybe not ugly at the end but not not clean could could this be a time to take a short pause my wife is leaving for work i just want yeah, to say go ahead, I really so go ahead. yep um so what do you have other than the when is the album come out what's, what's the date friday the 25th i really should get better about remembering um but yeah friday the 25th of february on that day we're gonna do a uh re- we're gonna do a release party at jam and java awesome and yeah man i'm uh, the tickets uh, on sale for that they are and because i was um well hold on a second actually no never mind i was gonna say um i was about to say something wrong i was gonna say i think it's the same day that carbon leaf is actually in my county but no no that's the weekend before no it you guys are there in march right I think you're doing um, uh, Spotsylvania slash Fredericksburg, Virginia. And I think it's the day right. of the last Melodyme show because I was so excited. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to go. And then I realized it's the same freaking day. We're in Fredericksburg but, on the 19th of March. Yep, that's the same day as the Melodyme show. And Townsend the day, the day the day before that on the yeah. 18th. Where's Ta- yeah. Townsend? Uh, Maryland. Oh, all right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come hang at that. That's not too far. But um. But yeah, I have like the, uh, no concept uh, since I'm from the Northeast and everything is so close, especially living and being from and living in Rhode Island. It's just like I have no concept of where and, and how far away things are anywhere else in the country. Everything well, is just so far. Well, where uh, Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, Virginia is this weird little anomaly of I feel like I am an hour from everything I need to be. At, you know, like Richmond, an hour, Charlottesville, an hour, DC, an hour, things in in Maryland, different rehearsals. And depending on the time of day, an hour. I, oh, I'm just, I've grown accustomed to that. Ah, it just, it, it's going to be an hour drive no matter anywhere what. Anywhere I, I need to go, it's an hour. Yeah. It's so like, it's that's like, good. Like you say, if you're going to DC, I bet that's like, that's not so bad. Yeah. You know, you're like right in the middle. You know, that's, that's yeah. good for some things, bad for others, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah so cool. I, I mean, but the trade-off being, you know, I don't know. I'll gladly drive an hour into DC, um, because I can, you know, escape DC, and you know, the difference in rent is insane. And, oh my god! Know, I actually have, you know, like I have we. There's Walls. land here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A bathroom that you don't have to share with sixteen people. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're making we're making. The entire district of Columbia sound like a college dorm. But I know, which yeah. it basically uh, is. Any <laughs> any like, you know, populated city is just like too expensive right now for yeah. anyone. For anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, 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 I don't mind the commute. We yeah. got a hybrid. We're good. Nice. What? Uh, so tell me about the shows coming up and where p- can people see you guys? I know you have some stuff in, in Texas coming up and yep. you're. Yeah, we we just got announced for this uh for yeah uh, this festival this little festival um called Texified which is a super cool music um it's a the proceeds go to charity I really I'm so terrible I forgot I'm not sure what charity it goes to but yeah, they always pick a different like different charity and the proceeds go to it so it's a really cool experience to be part of I'm assuming that this charity isn't like I don't know giving you know give guns to children or something <laughs> <laughs> hey guys we're playing for the for give guns to children so <laughs> here's a link you can donate <laughs> um, it's gonna be the name of the episode 
Yeah, perfect. Episode <laughs> ninety-five with John Wiley. Give guns to children. <laughs> more Chris, more Chris Rock in the Lethal Weapon franchise. <laughs> um, uh, but right now, I mean, just the website JohnTowerWiley.com. That has that's the easiest way um, to um, uh, keep in touch with what we're doing. Because right now, right now we are trying to stay very, you know east coast centric we are trying to really we're trying to play as much as we can in virginia and maryland and dc and north carolina um and build up those markets yeah i don't you know i i I talked uh, i spoke to someone the other day a good friend of mine um uh, this la dj and he was saying when are you coming to california and i'm i just kind of had to let him down like I don't know uh, because I don't know seven that's, years. <laughs> that's like you know when when the little ruby red slippers get invented and that portal becomes big enough where I can you know take a like a bunch of gear like you know like a cab like a camel traveling through the desert just stocked up, then we'll make it out there you know. Yeah. But I don't like. My whole thought process with this band has been like, I just, you know, I want to do the things that make sense. And I know that sounds so, well, I know not traveling sounds so bass backwards <laughs> for a musician, but it's like, we're trying to, we just, we want to travel and do the things that we, that, that makes sense. We want to do festivals. We want to open for larger acts. We want to grow our home base. I don't want to go to LA and play a club for the first time yet. If you know, if I can go to LA and you know and open or have a festival or you know do something where there's going to be people there that haven't heard of us, great. You know, any chance we get to be in front of, of people, but I don't. I'm still nervous about the um about just the times and everything and you yeah. know I, I so it's it's a well it has to uh, be you have to pick the low hanging fruit before before you can you know you you access what you have or or you take advantage of what you have access to and then when the time comes hopefully get out well, there and yeah and you know it has to be and, an equitable situation yeah and well even right, I mean, honestly, it's, yeah, equitable situations are nice, but <laughs> even right now, we just want to be in front of people, even if that is like playing like a street festival in Charlottesville for not a lot of money, we just want to be in front of people, you know, like even if we're like doing opening things for you know where it's not the most equitable we just we want to do there to support the other artists and to you know we're just we're looking for stages no um, but that's that's what i mean by i don't mean gotcha. i don't mean in like a monetary like it oh has, gotcha it has gotcha. to it has to make it has to make sense like uh you know if, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the ability to grab more fans or an be yeah. in front of an audience like that that i would equate to equitable yeah also. yes exactly <clears throat> yeah it's not about the dollar it's about the equity of are you getting what you want yeah you're you gonna know? be able to build something and, and be able to get emails and get you know exactly. sell sell cds and whatever talk to people yeah. talk and, and build your community yeah. yeah so yeah so it's really you know it's funny promoting an act that doesn't tour, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's like we, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for people to stay up with what we're doing. And, you know, and we do, we, we do things. It's just whenever we can, cause I'm a, so yeah, I know there's going to be something in New York here in a couple, I'm a, in a couple months we're gonna we are making it to the midwest we're gonna be in michigan we're gonna be in chicago um but really right now the focus is virginia 
DC, Maryland, like, you know, if you're in that area, you, you know, you, you can't miss us. We're going to, we're going to be around. Um, so yeah, but, but it's just, it's funny because, and this is something that all musicians will be aware of when you are trying to build up one area, there is something called the radius clause. So what that ends up happening is I am, I, we have all these things booked, but I can only kind of talk about a couple things at a time because of, of radius clauses. So please just stay on the website, follow us on a bands in town because it's the second, like one show gets done. Another show always gets added, you know? Um, and it might not be, you know, like we still only try to do a couple things in DC a year, but you know, you might have to, if you're a DC, you might have to drive an hour the next time. But as we've already established in this area, everybody's got to drive an hour. Everything's an hour. Yeah. That's the times we're in trying to start a new project into your thirties when people are popping out kids and, you know, and have insane dogs to watch to make sure you know when you have to train them to not hit people in the nuts that's just the end when you're trying to dodge a pandemic as well that's the it's the new norm we live in (laughs) we get what we can when we can get it yeah dude well you know i think i think it's the best thing that's come out of it's like you're you're never too old to do anything or try something new or learn something new or 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 start a new project or or make new friends you know it's like it's always um we get boxed into the thought that you can't do that or yeah. that it's like that you're not successful if you, if you have to do that or if no. you do it. it's like, it's, it you, couldn't be, nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's never anything preventing you, you know, from doing something. If you really truly want to do it, you just have to be realistic about what it looks like. You know, that's, right. it's the, um, uh, it's like realities don't change, but situations do, I guess, if that's a, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's almost a good thought. I'm going to workshop that. No, it's bit. good. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, like- I'm, that's going to end up a bumper sticker if I can <laughs> chisel it down a little bit. But it's like if you have if you if you set yourself attainable goals and you, and you work towards it, you know, do you have to, to anything that you are working on or or any project it's like there's ways to get the ball rolling you know yeah. if like yeah. if you continue to get up and 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 take a swing then then you're gonna yeah be, then you're gonna be all right you know yeah i'm just i'm thankful that you know through different things i'm still able to make a living playing music that even if it's not all the time my own i'm thankful that i get to play guitar and provide that's such yeah, a what's better such than that? a great that's such a great thing and um and then you know and any waking moment i can um i'll spend working on you know the stuff that i actually want to do um you know it just gets to a point where the older i get i like hotels i like vegetables i like you know i i i i'm not in love with the adventure of sleeping in, in a van on a like um on the not even like yeah you know not yeah like sleeping in a row of a 12 passenger van right. <laughs> like that's, well that's that's the thing like yeah. that's why i think it's so smart what you're doing is like you you figure out your home base get that get, don't overextend yourself do uh, build up the Virginia thing, the DC thing and get your yourself to a point where it makes sense to expand. You know, it's like I, anything. Uh, I, I, I certainly hope that that is, you know, it ends up being the right move. It feels good right now. And I get to go home every night there you uh, go. and get, and get hit in the nuts by a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the name of the episode. I get to go home and get hit in the nuts by a puppy. Perfect. <laughs> we've we've covered so much we've covered all these bases of puppy trading the lethal weapon franchise and talked a little bit about the music industry (laughs) (laughs) 
this was great. Um, Dude, thanks so thanks much for, for doing it. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a like we don't get to see each other very often. So that if nothing else, this, it's great to just hang and shoot the shit. That's so. like one of the reasons why I started doing this in the first place is because I just wanted to be able to catch up and 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 talk to because you're in the music world. Your contacts are always so spread out. You know, yeah. and you don't see each other. Everyone's in their own bubble. So it's nice to like kind of get in there and see what everyone's doing. And, and it's great, man. I'm I'm proud of what you're doing with your band. I'm really happy. Thanks, man. I'm really happy that you're doing it and that you're a leader and you're uh, you've you've found your own thing. And, and uh, I think it's really, really great. And I and I hope I hope you stick with it. And it's uh, uh, I, I have no choice. I have one skill set. <laughs> <laughs> no one will hire me. I've had a 30 year gap in my resume. <laughs> um yeah man. <laughs> yeah it, we talk about that all the time it's like if, if i were to quit music right now it's like i would i have no choice but to start my own business and i don't know how to do anything else yeah like no one will hire me <laughs> that's I'm, I'm still laughing at that <laughs> i have a 30-year job gap my re, my my re resume is well i drove a van for a car dealership in college <laughs> And then it's like your I name went your off address. the grid. <laughs> yeah. Your name and address, like a line and then a and like four empty pages representing the the gap. Yeah. And and then like the end of it is here hire me. <laughs> Please. Well if you've gotten this far, you understand how dire this is. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, man. I uh I'll talk to you later. Yeah, Say man say hello to uh to the band for me and anybody i know down there please i will and and yeah man send my send my best to the family and let's yeah i hope hope to see you soon all right man peace take care later and that is it that's my conversation with mr john wiley please email into the show after the gig pod at gmail.com rate review subscribe download all that good stuff i don't care where you do it just do it. Uh, there's new merch. New merch in the merch store, afterthegigpod.com. And remember, we have the live podcast coming up this Sunday, the 27th, for patrons only. Stick around for the music, and I'll see you next week. Bye. I want to be in Austin, Texas. Taco trucks and future exes. Drive right off the 6th Street exit. Whiskey rivers flowing. Take me down past Amarillo To the land of the armadillo Feeling weird, feeling killer Feeling kinda reckless I wanna be in Austin, Texas See Empire State press my nose against the glass And wait for the city lights to chase away the day I'll stare out at the motion I wanna go see Tokyo Pretty girls say words that I don't know Sushi bars, sake flowing Straight into the ocean What's the point of this commotion?
Footprint. 